Are you laughing? Are you blessed? Well, I am. What a weird way to start this. I don't know. I feel off. I feel weird because I'm doing this uh, a solo again by myself, all sitting here alone. Why do you say all alone? You know, if it's one person, I don't understand that. I don't understand the concept of saying all alone because you're alone. So you can't be like part alone. That doesn't make any sense. Does that mean that there's ghosts? You know, what is it? What's the deal with that? Why is that something that we just say? Oh, I'm all alone. Well, my legs are alone. I don't know. That's just a weird thing. I was just thinking about it just now and just wanted to talk to you guys about it. So what's up? Welcome to this episode of Laugh and Be Blessed with your host, uh, Jake Rubel. Again, I'm flying solo uh, this time because Chia, uh, she's at work. You know, and she's been working a lot, and I appreciate that because we've we've got bills to pay and kids to feed. Somebody's got to do it, and and we all know it's not going to be me. Uh, I make that joke a lot, and I think because I make it so often, people think it's true. And there's a lot of people that think that I literally do not help my wife with bills <laughs> whatsoever. Um, and you know, I do my part. I, I, I do my best. I, I, I try to do this comedy thing and make a little bit of cash and give her that money that way. And, uh, you know, little known fact, I don't know how many people know this about me. I do write articles, so I get paid that way. So all of you that are just, you know, slamming me all the time, saying that I'm a piece of garbage because my wife makes all the money, uh, you're a horrible person. Stop saying that. I don't know. You know, I feel like you take me too serious sometimes. What's your problem? that's the way I like to start this podcast, by being just angry at people for no reason. I'm not angry, guys. I'm happy. I'm happy to be here, happy to be with you. I'm really looking forward to this episode of sitting in my room by myself, talking to the microphone to people that I don't know if you're going to listen to this or not. But those of you that do, I love you very much, and thank you for that. I really do appreciate it. It's a good time for me to know that there are people out there that care about what I have to say, which is weird. I actually just did a podcast with another... um, a couple of other comedians asked me to do their podcast called What the Hell is Wrong with You, which makes sense for me to be on that podcast, let's be honest. Um, and basically the show is where you go on and you tell a story about your like your favorite time of bombing. And I went on there and I told a story about my favorite time bombing. But like in the middle of it, we, you know, in the beginning, middle and stuff, we talked about other things and they had brought up like um, current events. And I was just talking about how like I don't really have any opinions on anything. Like, I I mean, I love people and I want people to feel safe and I want people to feel comfortable with who they are. But I don't have like strong opinions on anything. And then we talked about some other things and um, realized at the end of the show, I was like, I don't like doing other podcasts because it makes me worried that people are going to think that I'm a jerk. Like, I'm always worried I'm going to say the wrong thing or do the wrong thing. And then I I get, like, all this anxiety afterwards. And I don't know if I said the wrong thing. But I do that in all social situations. Like, it's weird that I'm a stand-up comedian. My job is literally to go talk to a bunch of strangers. Um... But I have such bad social anxiety, and I don't really have it so much in the moment. Like, I don't have social anxiety to where when I'm with people, I start to feel anxious or start to feel like I don't want to be there. My anxiety is always after. Like, I play out scenarios afterwards where I'm like, did I hurt this person's feeling? Did I feelings? Some people only have one feeling, though. You know, they, they only have one feeling. Most of those people uh, don't have all their teeth. Get it? Um, so... Uh, <laughs> 
So I don't want to hurt someone's feelings. I don't want to upset anyone. But also, I don't think that we can go through life without upsetting somebody if we're just being completely honest with who we are and we're just just talking. But I, because I feel like it, me saying like I don't have strong opinions about anything is gonna make someone upset. You know, being like, well, then you're okay with this? No, I'm not saying I'm okay with the things that are happening. I'm just saying I don't have a strong enough opinion. I'm an idiot. So like, what you know, what am I? What am I gonna do? So just finish that uh, podcast with those guys. And now I'm definitely feeling like anxious. I feel like, uh, what if I said something wrong? What if I said something stupid? What if I, you know, I talked about um, what got me into comedy. I talked about why I left church and, um, you know, kind of where I'm at now, just like spiritually, just trying to find my place and everything. And then I was like, afterwards, I'm, I'm like, and I never, I didn't say any names or anything like that, but then I was like, well, what if, like, I hurt someone's feelings, like someone I used to go to church with listens to it. I don't want to do that. I love everybody. And, you know, I just want everybody to feel good and, and have a good time. So, um, I don't know. I don't think, I don't know if I'll, I'll do a lot of other podcasts anymore. Not that they're not good, and I appreciate people having me on, and I like doing them. I just, I have so much anxiety afterwards, like, I did something wrong. Even though I probably didn't, but who knows? Maybe I did. I don't know. So, uh, do you guys struggle with that? Anybody struggling with, like, afterwards, you playing out scenarios of what could have happened or what you should have said or shouldn't have said, even whenever you know you probably more than likely didn't do anything or say anything wrong? Man, I do it all the time. I'm always doing that. I have, uh, I don't know. How do you guys deal with it? I, I, I mean, I do, basically the way that I deal with it is just uh, keep ignoring it until it just goes away. <laughs> I don't know what else to do. But, uh, yeah, I, I wanted to do a quick update on some things. Um, Chi is going to be back with me. We're actually going to be – we're going to record an episode on the road. So that should be fun. Uh, looking forward to that. We'll do that either later this week or this coming up weekend. So, um, but yeah, let's talk a little bit about, um, some shows I just did. So I had a show, uh, Friday. I did a show in Edinburgh, Indiana. It was a clean comedy competition and, um, I did that show. It was at the Pixie Theater. Dave Cross and Jan Tatlock put that on and, it was a cool theater. Like the theater, it's a haunted theater. I guess they do like, um, uh, ghost like ghost adventures ghost hunts there sometimes and they showed me around they gave me a tour of the place before we did anything and like yeah that place is definitely haunted there's got to be ghosts there there has to be it was really really old and i guess it used to be like a, a mason's lodge so you know take that for for what you will i don't know enough about the masons to say for sure that they seem like the kind of uh fraternity that would have ghosts but Based on my feelings, they seem like the kind of fraternity that would have ghosts. Just throwing that out there. So I did that. Uh, ended up winning first place. So that was uh, that was a good feeling. That was fun. But um, you know, just out there, I didn't really go to win. I just kind of went to have fun and do a mic and meet some some people and and be at a um, a new location. And I know that they do shows there, so I was kind of hoping to network a little bit and maybe get some more shows in the future. But you know, winning the uh, the the first place trophy and bringing that home was a good feeling. There was uh, a lot of uh, fun comics there. A lot of my friends were there, so it was it was a good time. I had fun. And then Sunday, uh, did a show at uh, Hoppy Wobbles. I don't know if I've talked about 
I don't think we. I talked about the shows that I did with uh, Johnny W. Uh, at um, I don't think I did. I did some shows with Johnny W. at Gutty's, uh, and I'll be brief just in case I talked about it. I did those on the 20th and 21st at Gutty's in Greenwood, Indiana. Johnny W. is a fantastic comedian. He was a super nice guy. I really had fun meeting him. He's... Um, He's friends with Dusty Slay, who is a pal of mine, and we kind of talked about Dusty a little bit and just how stoked we are to see his rise in comedy. And, you know, not that, like, he was, <laughs> you know, like, an, uh, under comedy by any means. He's been doing great for a while. But Dusty's got, like, a Netflix special that's about to come out. He's touring all over the place now. He's headlining some great comedy clubs. And we're just both really happy for him and excited for him because Dusty Slay is one of the best guys I've met doing comedy. I love that. I love the dude to death. He's so amazing. His wife is great, uh, and um, I just really like him. So I, I'm. I like seeing really good people, uh, good things happen to them. So we were just kind of talking about that, and then uh, we talked about, you know, if uh, I ever come back to Nashville, like hitting him up and and maybe getting together. So that was cool. Johnny W. If you if you don't know his comedy, look him up. He's got some really great songs that he sings. Uh, fantastic musician and uh, like his singing voice is, is great. I guess before he did comedy, he was actually a musician, was in some bands and stuff. But he's doing great. Uh, check him out, Johnny W. Very funny. You're gonna like him. Check him out. Uh, so those were good shows at Gettys. I really enjoyed those. And then we had um, Rob Wilfong, Kyle Buck, and uh, Jeff Toy. Um, hosted by Bill Lloyd at Hoppy Wobbles on August 22nd. That was a fun show. If you guys are missing out, like if you're local and, and you're not coming to these shows on Sundays at Hoppy Wobbles, they're free shows, and they've been really good. And I'm not just saying that because I'm the one putting them together. I'm not even on all of the shows. I've not been on the last few because I'm trying to give uh, opportunity to as many people as possible to host shows and, and do guest spots and everything, so... But they're, they've been really fun. They've been, like, really good. Like, the, I mean, you know, the Tyson Cox show, the Dan Alton show, um, the Charlie Walker show was super fun. That was great. They've just been really good shows, and I've been having a lot of fun with them. So um, Adam Couch did a show there, and it was phenomenal. So I've been having some really good shows there. So every Sunday at 6 p.m. at Hoppy Wobbles, there is a comedy show for free. And that is in Bloomington, on the west side of Bloomington, right by Big Lots, um, and Little Blues Tattoos. So, uh, And then uh, on the 29th, um, had Clint Hall and Griffin Shira and um, Brian Carroll at Hoppy Wobbles. That was a fun show, too. Uh, the cool thing about the 22nd was that Jeff Toy was here, and we did, like, a little comedy video. You can check that out if you go to Jeff Toy uh, on YouTube. We did, like, a little video of us meeting for the first time, and I like Jeff. He it was, like, instant friends. I really like him. He's a very funny guy. He was very down-to-earth, very real. So that was that was a lot of fun. So check out his uh, – check it, Jeff Toy on all social media and um, on – uh, YouTube, you can see that video that we did. So that was a lot of fun. And then, um, yeah, and then, so that's what, that's what's been going on the shows. Uh, talk a little bit about what's about to happen with some shows. Mark your calendars. Jake could be coming to a town near you. 
Here's the thing. September is looking great. Uh, I'm so excited about September. There's a lot of really fun shows coming up, and I'm excited. Uh, this first few shows I'm doubly excited about because Chi is coming with me, which is going to be fun because she rarely gets to do that, especially this is the first time that she's actually been able to. I mean, she went to Nashville with me, but it was like a one-night thing. And she's coming to do like a string of shows with me um, this week. So I'm actually leaving tomorrow morning and heading to Marshall, Michigan. Um, I'm doing a show. Uh, it's kind of funny. I'm doing this show at a place that's called Turkeyville, USA. And <laughs> whenever I seen that, I was like, oh, man, that is... Uh, that's going to be something. That, that is going to be wild. But then I talked to my buddy, Andy, who's done those shows before, and he's like, dude, it's a super fun room. It's like a dinner theater place, so I think it's like a campground. Um, but it looks really big. It looks like they have a lot of stuff there. So I'm, I'm excited about that. So that is September 1st. That is tomorrow as I'm recording this. So September 1st, I will be in Marshall, Michigan. And then September 2nd, I'm going to be in Midland, Michigan. Um, and that's going to be, um, another super fun show. This one is actually, so, uh, I don't know who I'm with on the first one, uh, in, at the Turkeyville. I don't know. That just sounds so fun to say. I don't know who I'm with, uh, there, but I'm with Andy Beningo in Midland and we're going to be at the Midland Center for the Arts. It looks like a fantastic venue. Um, Andy's done it a, a bunch of times. He really enjoys it. So, I'm really, really stoked to do that. So that is going to be this Thursday, Midland, Michigan, Center for the Arts. And then on Saturday, I'm going to be at the Coral Gables in Sagatuck, Michigan. And uh, and then I'm going to head home. So the cool thing is Chia's going with me on those. It's going to be the first time that she's been able to like be on the road and do multiple shows with me. So that's going to be so much fun, Uh Hopefully, I mean, for us, you know, I don't know, take some board games, hang out and do some stuff. So then we're going to come back um, Saturday night, going to drive all the way back home. And then Sunday night, um, I'll be back at Hoppy Wobbles. We've got um, Thaddeus McKee is going to be there. He's a hilarious comic from Indianapolis. And then Dyke Michaels will be featuring. And then we got uh, our good buddy, James Tanford will be doing the guest spot. So three very, very funny comedians. Uh, I'm going to do my best to actually host that show uh, as long as I can get back in time. So that's going to be a blast, obviously. And then September 10th and 11th, I'm going to be uh, opening night for Gutties in Minnesota. And that's going to be... Really special for me because um, Gutty's is the first comedy club that really put me on a show. It's the place where I've met most of my friends who are headlining comedians. I've met Andy Beningo there. I met Dusty Slay there. Um, I've been meeting some really, really funny comedians, some really great people. The Gutty's was the first place to really do anything like that for me. So the fact that they have asked me to be the feature comic they're, whenever they're opening their new club in Minnesota means a lot to me. So that's going to be great. And it's in Adena, Minnesota. And um, the headlining comic is actually going to be um, Mike Brody. It was supposed to be Bone Hampton. Unfortunately, Bone has got some health issues going on right now. So um, if, if you are the praying sort or you just want to throw out some good vibes, Bone Hampton definitely needs them. If you need information on that, if you just go to Facebook and look up Bone Hampton, you can find that out. 
but yeah, Gettys, Minnesota. I'm I'm excited, and I've I've not met met Mike Brody yet, so that's you know I'm excited about that. And Kyle Yamada is the he's a comedian. He's running Gettys in Minnesota. I like Kyle a lot. I've not seen him for a while, so I'm excited to to see him and hang out with him a little bit there. So that's going to be uh, September 10th and 11th. So if you're anywhere around uh, Adena, Minnesota, definitely come out and check those shows out. And then uh, Sunday, hopefully I can be back uh, in time. I don't know if I'll make this one, but uh, Hobby Wobbles again. Gwen Sunkel and Evan Lewis will be at Hobby Wobbles. Again, that's a free show. So, you know, it should be, it should be a good time there. Um, and then September 19th, back at Hoppy Wobbles um, with Hannah Rochlin. Uh, hopefully I said that last name right. Rochlin? Rochlin? And uh, John Chesser and Ryan Lucas. So, again, great comedians for a free show at Hoppy Wobbles. That's September 19th. Then September 20th, I will be back in Nashville. I will be at uh, Zany's Comedy Club in Nashville, Tennessee. I will be doing New Material Mondays there. And New Material Mondays at Zany's in Nashville is insane. Like, you just you never know who is going to be on that mic. I don't know if you guys like keep up with comedy at all, but there are some really, really fantastic comedians that live in uh, Nashville. Like it's kind of ridiculous. Like how many great comics are there? Um, and you never know who's going to show up on new material Mondays. It's like, I was, I'm trying to pull up a list right now to where I can just show you just a couple of the comics that show up like uh obviously dusty slay brad sativa john christ theo vaughn johnny w uh nate bergazzi um aaron weber steve byrne you just you just never know who's gonna pop in that's crazy to me i think josh wolf does it sometimes it's uh yeah it's kind of a big deal so i'm really really stoked to even be i just want to go just watch the show you know, like I, I'm just excited just to go and watch it. That's going to be fantastic for me. So, um, yeah, Zany's Nashville, September 20th. And then the 21st, I'm going to be at the Comedy Bar in Nashville. And then the 23rd, I'm going to be uh, back at the Comedy Bar in Nashville, Tennessee. And then the 24th and 25th, I'll be back in Greenwood, Indiana um, at Gutty's. And then um, the 26th, of September, uh, Hoppy Wobbles. Josh Sullivan's going to be there, which is a, a friend of ours who moved to Chicago. He's back, and he's going to be headlining the room. So that is uh, September 26th. So lots of fun shows coming up, gang. Lots of funny shows. Funny and fun. <sighs> I don't like whenever Chia's not here to like make fun of me. I feel like the show's better when Chia's making fun of me. I feel like you guys probably feel like that as well. But uh, I don't know. I do want to talk about a couple things. I've uh, been playing some games. What games are we playing? Um, I've talked about this before. Every now and then I'll play a board game by myself, which sounds like the biggest loser statement you could ever make. It sounds sad and pathetic, but it's really not. I mean, you play video games by yourself sometimes, so why not a board game? It's not that big of a deal. So stop judging me. Knock it off. A lot of people do it, okay? You don't know. I mean, 
uh, Brad Pitt plays uh, solo board games. All right. Um, who else? Uh, Keanu Reeves, he plays uh, board games by himself. Joey Votto plays board games by himself. Um, there's a lot of people. And do I know for a fact that any of those people do? No. Have I ever heard that they do? No. But I'm saying it now. And you don't know. Look it up and see, because I guarantee there, there's nothing about it. You won't find yay or nay on any of them playing solo board games. So I could be right. Okay? So whatever. Uh, I just recently played a game called Lord of the Rings, the card game, and it was a lot of fun. All right? I had a really good time doing it. I do things solo sometimes. Look at me. I'm doing this podcast by myself. I don't have a lot of friends. Okay? People leave me. Chia left. Well, she went to work. She's going to be back. But I'm just saying, like, sometimes I just have to do it and just just be okay with it. And that's exactly what what I did. I just played a game. I just I put the cards down and I played it. And it was uh, a blast. It was really hard. And I died the first time. And then I went to a show. And then I did the show. And then I came back and played the game again. And I beat the first quest the second time. Yeah, I'm nerding out a little bit. Not a big deal. So I played that. And then... We had a couple of our friends over, uh, one of my best friends from childhood, my buddy Lance, came over with his wonderful wife, Megan, and we love them. They are our, our family, okay? So knock it off. I don't know why I'm being so, like, <laughs> mean about things. We played a sequence with them, and me and Lance were on a team, and she and Megan were on a team, and just so everyone knows, they lost. We played it, like, seven times, and we won, like, four out of seven, which means we won. We got more wins. We went home with the W. So I'm happy about that. Chia, she's like, oh, no, we won. No. you can't. And she's like, we won two. No, you didn't win two. You know, you won three technically, but we won four, which means overall we're the winners. So, and she's not here to defend herself. I'll say whatever I want about it. That's exactly how that's going down. And then we played a new game with the kids um, called... Uh, Betrayal at Mystery Mansion. We played Betrayal at Mystery Mansion, which is Betrayal at House on the Hill, uh, but Scooby-Doo style. And we played that. Holden was asleep, so we played it with Roman and Jasmine. And that, like, if you're somebody who's been thinking, like, oh, man, I kind of want to get into, like, a, like, you know, a a next-level board game, something that is just, you know, not like Monopoly or Candyland or anything like that. I want something a little bit better, Definitely check this out if you if you have like kids or you like Scooby Doo and you know you want like a good family night. This is really fun. Basically, you guys are exploring a mansion by flipping over tiles as you go, and as you flip over each tile, you're discovering a new room of the mansion or uh, a new location outside, like a barn and stuff like that. And in the mansion, you're discovering like a library or you know like you know, like Clue, like you're going into these different rooms, but they'll have symbols on them, which lets you draw a specific card sometimes. And then you get cards that maybe items or an event happens, um, or a clue to like what's really going on in the house. And you play for a while. And as you're playing, every time you get something called an event card, you have to make a roll to see if the game enters phase two of the play. And if you end up rolling basically um, 
a, like a number that's either higher or lower than the number of cards that you have. I think it's like lower. Like if your roll is lower than the number of event cards that you have, then phase two begins, which is called like the haunt in Betrayal. I can't remember what it's called on Mystery Mansion. But then one player, one specific player, becomes the betrayer. And they read from a specific book that tells them what's going on. So it'll be like, like for us, what happened was one of us had to become the betrayer. Uh, she had decided she wanted to do it. Like, imagine that. She wants to betray the family. Like, that's a red flag to me. We're just playing a nice family game. We're all having fun. And we get to the part where it's like, who's going to betray the family? And to me, I felt like we should just sit down and maybe draw straws or something. Because we all love each other. And we don't want to, like, upset the balance of this family. Nope, not Chia. She instantly instantly said, I want to be the enemy. I want to be the one to crush you and to crush our baby children. I hate our children and I hate you and I want you all to suffer tonight by the hands of me. Those were her words, not mine. So it got a little real, but we decided to go ahead and let her have her moment. And she took the book. She went in another room so she could read. And then we read like the survivor's manual. And what it was was like, uh, turns out what's going on, because it's Scooby-Doo, so it turns out there was like a, a robot had gone crazy, um, and we got to figure out like how to shut the robot down, so Chia became the robot and was trying to like uh, destroy the mansion, like leave junk all over the place so we couldn't get through rooms, but then we kept having to go to the location where the robot was and um, basically like take it apart. And once you like take remove like three pieces from it, then the robot is destroyed and you find out that it was like a sister of the guy who runs the amusement park next door. And she, uh, he wanted to like make everything robotic in the amusement park. So everybody was losing their jobs. And then she was like, no, I'm going to make one of the robots go wild. So like technically the bad, the villain was actually a good person. Like this lady's just out here trying to save jobs. You know, maybe her fiance used to run the tilt a whirl and all of a sudden, her brother's like, oh, we're going to use robots now to save money. And so he's the real villain. You know, oh, we're going to use robots. We're going to save money. And I'm going to fire all these people. Oh, you think robots can make an elephant ear, bud? You think they can make a delicious corn dog that is crispy and yet tender in the middle? You think that he, a robot is going to make one of the most delicious giant tenderloins in Indiana? Yeah, that's right. I'm in Indiana, so giant tenderloins are a thing. Yeah, I don't think robots are going to be doing that. They might be able to make it, but they're not going to make it with love, and they, it's not like they can taste test it. So what if they mix up the salt and sugar whenever they're making something, and all of a sudden you take a bite of your delicious elephant ear, and that's not powdered sugar at all. You know? It could be pff, Ajax. They just sprinkled Ajax all over your elephant ear, and you take a big bite of it, and now next thing you know, you're poisoned. You're poisoned by the robots. And the robots, that was their plan the entire time. They wanted to take over this entire world, and they're going to do it through elephant ears because everybody loves elephant ears. So the brother's the villain. She's just she's just here trying to make sure that her fiancé keeps his job at the tilt world. You know, he didn't even start at the Tilt-A-Whirl. He started by taking bracelets in the very beginning. He was checking bracelets as people walked in. He started there. He worked his way over to the goldfish part, you know, where you just you throw the little you throw the little ping-pong ball into, uh, into a little fish tank. And then if you get in a little fish bowl, uh, you get a goldfish. And you get to take the goldfish home, and, and you, you love it for a minute, and then you forget about it, and then your parents have to flush it on the toilet. You know, he got to that point, and he was working his way up because he, you know what he wants? He wants the Ferris wheel because that's what everybody wants that work in the circus, they want to run that Ferris wheel. 
all right? Because what's the biggest, beautifulest, most mega part of any any circus or fair or amusement park? It's the giant Ferris wheel. And do you know what's right under that Ferris wheel? What the ride is right before you get to be the one running the Ferris wheel? It's the tilt-a-whirl. Yeah, that's right. Her fiancé had worked his way up years and years of putting up with his brother, oh, soon-to-be brother-in-law, uh, all the abuse, the parents hating this guy, you know, and he's just he's just breaking his back, trying his best just to do everything he can to be the best amusement park worker he could be. All right, he's wearing striped pants every day. Every day. And he gets the tilt-a-whirl, and he knows it's only a matter of time before he gets to run that Ferris wheel, and he's so excited, and he can't wait. He's right there. He can taste his dream coming true, because you know what's next after the Ferris wheel? You run the Ferris wheel for a while, and before you know it, you're running the entire amusement park. That's what he's doing. He's working his way up. And it's going to be... Beautiful for him and, his, and, and Jennifer, his fiance. But then all of a sudden, Jennifer's brother decides, robots. I'm bringing in robots. Jennifer can't have it. She's watched her fiance work for years and years and years at this. And all he wants to do is run that Ferris wheel. And he's right there. And then all of a sudden, the brother's going to shut him down, probably because he feels insecure about him running the amusement park. And he's worried that this guy's coming after his job. So the best way to do it is to bring in robots and make this guy miss out on his paycheck. And somehow, she's the villain. And we're all trying to stop her. It was a fantastic game. We had a lot of fun playing it. I really enjoyed it. So that was a, a betrayal at uh, uh, Mystery Mansion. And then um, played Star Realms with Jasmine. That, that's another game that if you like are thinking of getting into gaming, that's probably the game that I suggest to people the most. It's only like 14 bucks. You can find it for like $7 sometimes. It's called Star Realms. It's a deck-building game. Deck-building games are my favorite games to play. So this is and this is the game that really got us into deck-building. Betrayal at House on the Hill is the game that got us into gaming, but... Uh, Star Realms is the game that really got us into like deck building because we didn't really know what that meant before. And deck building, really all that means is that you have a deck of cards and you you and your opponent, um, or if it's a cooperative game, which who wants to play that? Don't play any cooperative games. Go against your spouse. All right, Keep them on their toes. Keep the fire alive. Um, basically, you both start off with like the same cards. So you have like, let's just for an example, say four of your cards are gold and two of your cards are attack. And then in the middle of the the table, you have what's called the marketplace. And that is another deck of cards that you flip over, usually like five or six cards. And then you can buy those with your gold. And each card has like a specific price on it. And they will do different things to help attack your opponent. So um, it's so fun and it's easy it's like super super easy to learn quick gameplay there's like no setup it is one of my favorite games star realms so me and jasmine played star realms i beat her very bad because i'm like i'm not going to be easy on her you know i'm not going to do that if star realms makes her uh, a better leader 
in the future, then I've done my job. If I send her to bed crying because I beat her so bad at Star Realms, and it's not that I just beat her. Like, I beat her so bad that I flipped the table over, made fun of her. I may have pushed her down. I don't know. I didn't do any of that, but I did beat her really bad. And, um, you know, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be one of these parents that just lets their kids win. What's that teaching them? That's not teaching them anything. And plus, it's not fun. Losing is not fun. So if I'm gonna do something, I'm winning it. Yeah, I'm not gonna let them win. I don't care. I don't care if they cry. Let them cry. And if they cry, I'm just gonna make fun of them for that. So we played Star Realms, and uh, yeah, had a good time playing that. So those are the games I've been playing. Um, trying to think of like if I've watched anything good lately. Ooh, I did watch something pretty good. What are we watching? So uh, we we watched American Horror Story, the first couple, the double feature. We watched that, but I'm not going to talk about that because I want to wait for Chia because um, we watched that one together, and I don't want to, you know, I'm not going to do that. I love her. Like, there's there's Netflix cheating, and now, like, I've entered the next level of that where I can't even talk about the shows we've watched together on the podcast unless she's here, So, which she's usually here. So that's fine. It's not a big deal. I'll wait. We watched that. Uh, we watched a couple other movies together, too, because uh, we spend time together, okay? We're not just married. We're, like, besties, which I don't think is weird. And why is there, like, a stigma on that? Like, a lot of times I'll talk to, like, friends and, you know, it'll be in a situation where they'll be talking about their wife or something. And I'm like, ah, I'm not going to be good in this conversation. And they're like, why? And I'm like, dude, my wife's literally my best friend. I would much rather hang out with her than any of you guys <laughs> is what I tell them. Because it's true. But at the same time, I'm married to a pretty cool person. Like, she's the coolest person I think I've ever met. And the fact that she wants to be with me is astounding. I don't get it. I don't understand it. She's way out of my league. She's one of the hottest chicks I've ever met, which may sound, you know, misogynist or whatever, but it's true. If I'm married to her, I can say it, right? I don't know. If not, I apologize. But she's she's beautiful. She's beautiful. She's funny. She's way funnier than I am. And uh, she's awesome to hang out with. And it's weird because we've been together for like 16 years now. So, like, our tastes are like almost the same. Like, you know how, uh, people like a lot of times people look like their dogs. Yeah. We're just getting to that point where she's just looking like me. She's just looking like her dog. <laughs> no, but she's definitely like, we just have very similar tastes. Uh, but anyway, so, uh, things I've been watching, uh, I, I watched this show on Netflix called clickbait and I don't want to like ruin it. I want to though. I want to ruin it really bad. I really want to do spoilers for this show, Clickbait. Uh, I started watching it because uh, my mother-in-law was watching it, and she usually watches the worst TV shows. It's very rare that she's watching something that I want to watch, which is fine, um, the stuff that she watches, but she's always watching, like, British TV, but not, like, the good British TV. I feel like she's always watching stuff that's on, like, the free channel in England or something, you know, like the, the cable access channel of, of England is what I feel like she watches. She just watches a lot of weird stuff. Um, but, and it's just things that I just don't get into and it's fine. But the other day she was watching something called clickbait and I got interested in it, uh, because as I was walking through, I seen that the guy that stars in it is the guy from Entourage. 
um, Vinny Chase. And I liked Entourage, so I was like, oh, that guy's a good actor. What's this? Started checking it out a little bit, and then I, uh, I came to my room and turned it on and watched it and pretty much watched almost the entire thing in one sitting because it was a very compelling story. It was really good. I was surprised how much I liked it because I usually don't really get down on like murder mystery stuff. But I've noticed the older I get, the more I like that stuff. Like I think I'm, like I know I'm not old. I'm I'm not old. I'm 34. Like that's not old. But I think I'm on like pre-papaw stage. Is that a thing? Pre-papaw? I'm pre-pap. I think I'm pre-pap right now is where I'm at, like my age-wise, because I've been like uh, getting into things that I never thought I would before. I've talked about it on the show where I've never listened to uh, like true crime stuff, have never liked it, but for some reason I'm really liking true crime podcasts and documentaries, and I've been watching them and really into them. And then I started watching sports. Like, I've never been a sports guy, I, and I have no idea what's going on in any of it, but I'm learning a little as I go. I've watched a couple, like, uh, Summer League NBA games, uh, watched a uh, little MLB, which baseball is probably what I've followed, you know, the most, which is, like, it's still nothing. I don't really know anything about any of it. But, yeah, like, it's weird, though. It's weird that all of a sudden, like, I'm playing board games by myself and watching sports. Like, what an enigma I am. Like, I, I just, this is just uh, true that you could, you don't have to fall into any category. You'd literally just be whatever you want. Just be happy in your life and healthy and uh, fall into any category that you want. I, I, I'll watch a, I'll watch some sports and then I'll, I'll play a little board game. You know, I'll play some video games, uh, listen to a little true crime. I don't know. I'll do a little bit of everything. I'm all right with it. You know, entertainment, man. Clickbait was really good, though. It was the last episode, the twist in the last episode. Um, I, If any of you got it right, you're a liar. There's no way. I'm usually really, really good about that stuff. Like, for instance, and I guess this is going to be a spoiler, but come on, you should have watched it. it. Whenever The first time I watched Saul, I knew that the dude that was laying on the floor, what it was him. I knew it. Like, as soon as the movie started, I, I called it, and I was just like, he did it. And it freaked the people out that I was with because uh, I'm usually pretty good at that kind of stuff because I think of how I would write it. I look at something and I'm like, how would I write this? Like, uh, what would I do? I had no idea in clickbait who uh, was behind everything. And then a couple times I was like, oh, I get it. And then, nope, mm, I'm dumb. I'm stupid. I would never make a good detective. But, like, I don't, th- I don't think I'd make a good detective anyways because, you know, like, um, the only detectives I can really think of are, like, uh, Batman you know, and um, his his suit looks really heavy, and I'm wearing flip-flops most of the time, so I don't think I'd be a good Batman. Could you imagine me as Batman, me out there trying to fight crime as Batman, just a giant beard hanging out of my cowl, my hair is like sticking out of the eye holes, and, <laughs> and I'm just, and I'm chubby and uh, not very tall, and then I'm, but I'm also just wearing moccasins. I'm just out there in my my sinooks, just trying to fight crime. Oh man! And I, I don't know, I don't know. And I would always be trying to see like the good side of things. Like Batman's always like really, really like uh, everything negative. Like everything's negative. He's never looking at the bright side of anything. And I would just be out there and I'd just be like, I don't know. Maybe this guy's just trying to feed his family. 
You know, I don't know what's going on. I don't know why this guy's robbing this bank. Maybe, you know, what's going on with you, man? I'd be trying to figure it out. That's what a real detective does. So is Batman a real detective? I don't know. I don't know. Like, he's not getting to the bottom of things. He just sees somebody doing something wrong, and he kicks in the throat. Now, I'm not saying I don't like Batman. I'm just saying, is Batman really the best detective who ever lived? Because a detective is, is you know, they look at the entire situation. They don't just look at what's happening. They look at everything. They, they want to see, you know, what led up to this. And they want to they stop the crime and everything. Which Batman is technically doing, I guess. But uh, I just feel like he just doesn't care about the backstory. Which maybe detectives don't either. Their job is just to bring him in, arrest him, bring him in. And then they just let up, you know whatever counselors or whatever figure out the rest so maybe he is the best detective we figured it out uh we just figured it out together i'm proud of you guys you did it with me wasn't a it's not a one-man show here so that's that's what i want to say i've been watching a lot of chopped you guys ever see that show chopped it's on the food network chopped is a great show i loved i love this show so much because it is they are so they're basically doing what i do in life they are taking um, the most random ingredients that they can think of, throwing them in the basket and then giving them to these chefs and saying, all right, now make us something out of this. That's how I cook for my kids every night. I'm basically living chopped daily. You never know. And then the kids, my go-to is I'll make some pasta, some sort of meat, and then I'll mix those together either with like cheese or like tomato sauce or uh, something of that nature rice sometimes maybe instead of the pasta i'll just do that and the kids are like what are we eating tonight and i'm like pasta putinesca which is from lemony snickets because i'm a real hip dad and basically what that means is like little ingredients or something like that i don't even know what it means it could be something really bad that i shouldn't be saying to my kids i don't know but i'll make that kind of stuff like i'll literally just see what we have and sometimes i'm sure i could have made a way better dinner but who cares? It's fun grabbing things and just trying to make something out of it. So Chopped, I love that show. I, I started with the first season. I'm on the first season, gang, and I'm watching it. And it's a really good time. And then I started watching this other show that I had to stop watching because uh, I, I, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of this show called Naked and Afraid. But it's on the Discovery Channel, and I really like the, I like the show a lot. I've watched tons of it. I think it's on the Discovery Channel. Um, but I've watched ton of it, a, a, a ton of it, and so much so to where like one time uh, Roman came up to me and he was like, "Hey, Dad, can I watch Naked and Afraid?" And I was like, "Yeah, dude, why not?" And Holden was like, "Oh, nice parenting, Dad." And I was like, "What, dude? It doesn't show anything." And he's like, "Yeah, the show's called Naked and Afraid. It's naked people." And I said, "Yeah, they blur everything out." And Roman's like, "Nuh-uh, not the boobs and butts." And I was like, yeah, dude, they blur that out too. And he's like, oh, never mind. <laughs> so, like, he, he lost interest. So maybe it's not a good show for me to be watching. But I watch it a lot, and the show's basically where they take these people, uh, strip them of their clothes, give them, like, a little knapsack full of uh, tools, and drop them in the worst situations possible. Like, uh, you know, Delaware. Uh, <laughs> they drop in like Africa or someplace like in the safari, like where they just have to live. So it's a good show, but there's a new one out that's called Naked and Afraid of Love. Yeah, you heard it right. Naked and Afraid of Love. So now what they're doing is 
is that they're dropping these naked people off together, hoping that some of them find love. I don't, I don't know if they've ever seen the movie Speed, but uh, Sandra Bullock told me that if you fall in love in a traumatic situation, it's less likely that the relationship's going to last, okay? So, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if this show's really going to be a good hitter for me. But I watched uh, a little bit of the first episode and lost interest very quickly in it because it's literally a dating show. I don't know how much survival... Like, these people don't have any survival skills. They have a survival book with them. So it's just a bunch of naked people trying to hook up. Like, I don't want to watch that. It's kind of, it's just weird. Like, I want to see a guy naked trying to survive. All right, I want to, if, I, if I'm watching a dude naked or a lady naked, I want to see them naked and have to, like, go hunt an elk and eat the elk with their bare hands. All right? I want to see them survive. I don't want to see them trying to find love. What's going on with this show? It's weird. And then, like, and the thing is, too, is, like, whatever the first couples meet, she walks up and... And they obviously chose, they, they, they found, like, the most beautiful people they could possibly imagine, of course. Like, you're not going to see a dude like me on Naked and Afraid of Love. Like, you think they're just going to drop off a chubby bearded dude in the wilderness with a bunch of beautiful naked people? No, they would, they would probably just eat me. Like, they would get to the point to where they just, they just killed me and try to crawl inside of my stomach to stay warm for the night or something. So I, I, I'm just saying that you're not going to see a lot of guys like me on this show. You're going to see the most beautiful people in the world. But I would like to see the guy like me on the show. I'd like to see the guy that's on the show just to be on the show. He doesn't care about love. He doesn't care about, like, making friends or anything. He's just out there to survive. And, like, all these people are trying to hit on him and stuff, and he just doesn't care. Oh, that'd be great. They would probably love him the most. But the, the first couple meet, and she walks up to him. And you know they they'll do the thing in reality shows where it's like they they show like a, a clip of what's happening and then it's like a different camera angle to a different place where they're doing like the diary camera where they're talking to the camera explaining what we just saw. So they walk up to each other and then they're like, "Oh hi, you know my name is Chad or whatever. Uh, look at my six pack." Uh, and she was just like, oh, hi, my name is Vanessa, and I'm the most beautiful woman you've ever seen. And then it went to a shot of her, and she's just like, he had a heart on. It's like, well, duh. You know? Duh. That's human nature. Are you upset about it? You guys are naked walking through the woods, and I'm sure he's a little, like, nervous and excited. You don't know what that, that was from. Maybe that was, like, a nervous thing for him. You know, maybe he just got like a nervous heart on. So things happen. I don't know. I'm just saying, why was she so surprised by that? So I shut the show off <laughs> and I started watching Chopped again. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been enough rambling uh, for for one time. I love you guys so much. Thank you for listening to this. Really, it does mean a lot to me. And it, it's nice that I have a podcast that I can come on and just say all of these weird things and hopefully people know me whenever they listen to this or know about me enough to be like, oh, yeah, Jake, I like him. Instead of uh, me afterwards being like, should I have said any of that? I feel bad and now I have anxiety. I don't think I said anything bad. I mean, yeah, Chad had a heart on, whatever. Uh, it's, you know, I, I, I don't, it's fine. Hopefully Chad's not upset with me for saying that. That's all I'm saying. And then, um, 
Yeah, I don't know. Maybe robots won't like this episode. They'll be upset about you know me talking about robots. But again, it wasn't their fault. Like they're they were like if you watch a movie like a sports movie where like the players go on strike and then there's I think they call them like scabs. Uh, which is gross, but they come in and they like play and pl- the play. It's like you can't be mad at them for just trying to do their job. Um, so I'm not mad at the robots. I'm I'm, I'm mad at the uh, the brother. That's all I'm saying. So I love you guys. Thank you so much. Hopefully I see you at a show soon. Um, just check us out on on social media if you have any questions. Um, please do go to our Facebook page, um, the group Jake and She Rubles Blessed Ones which is for this podcast. And I post a lot of stuff about shows coming up and stuff in there too, but uh, we talk about books and movies and games and all kinds of stuff in there and sometimes just off-the-wall stuff. But a lot of times we, t- we try to post like um, positive stuff. The people in there are really positive. Um, I love everybody that's in there. It's It's been really cool just to watch it grow. So join that and let me know. I think I asked a couple questions in this. Um, so make sure to answer those questions. I don't know what you're listening to this. I don't even remember what I asked, but go back and listen to it. I'm not. Um, <laughs> I wish I could remember what I asked, but it was something very specific. Um, yeah, so do that. And then also, and I know I, I bring this up every now and then, but uh, it, I've not received a lot of reviews on uh, on iTunes. If you listen to this on iTunes, if you could do me a favor and just leave us a quick review, leave us like uh, you know five star review and then comment if if you feel like we deserve it, and then just leave a quick little comment about you know what the show means to you or whatever, why you left the comment. Don't just be like because Jake told me to, um, or do I don't know. Uh, probably not though. Probably say something positive about the show. That'd be cool, and it, it, because the more we do that, the more likely people are going to be able to find the podcast. And then uh, the more people that will join our Facebook group and the more uh, friends and family that we have that it can uplift us. So that's what it's all about. Just trying to be better every day. That's it. Love you guys very much. Have a great week. Uh, me and Chia will try to record another episode while we're on the road. So have no fear. Chia will be back. Uh, so, yeah, have a great week. And until next time, make sure that you keep laughing and just live a blessed life. I love you.